I'm Keenan. And I'm Rachel. And on this episode of Part of Our World Podcast, we are going to be ranking which Walt Disney World Resort parks we think are best for kids, particularly small children, school-aged children. Yeah. And even preschoolers, I, toddlers. I think when people say school-aged children, they're not talking like high schoolers. Isn't that weird? Because they're still in school, but when they say school-aged, there's like clearly like a yeah. 7 to 11 range there. Right. Elementary schoolers. Correct. Uh, yeah, and we'll we'll talk about toddlers a little bit, and I think we'll talk about middle school, high school, even though we don't have children of our own, but Rachel teaches middle school, I teach high school, so we have some suggestions for you, so stick around, even if you have a middle schooler or high schooler, um, but we wanted to address this topic because if you're part of any Disney Facebook group, if you're part of Dis Twitter, I'm not sure about Instagram because people use less words there, but this is a topic that comes up quite frequently where people can only go to a couple parks or they've got the park hopper and they want to know where to spend more of their time. And they say, hey, my kids are four and six. What If I could only do two parks, what am I going to do? Or I, could, I have to cut one of them. What should I do? And we have, we have thoughts. We do. About we have thoughts. This, as many of you do as well, I'm sure. But one thing that we noticed came up frequently was people disqualifying Epcot. For various yeah, reasons. You, people will be like, oh, skip Epcot. Or people will be like, I'm thinking of skipping Epcot. Correct. And we have thoughts. Yeah. So brief disclaimer, current state of Epcot. Epcot is my favorite park. Um, but when people ask right now, what's your favorite park? I don't say Epcot. And it's because so much of it is under construction. Uh, it's a bit of an eyesore, especially in that central area that was formerly Interventions East and West. Um Everything is still open for the most part, aside from things like Club Cool, right? But um, I don't know. It's hard to recommend Epcot to anyone right now, just given that state of things. It's just not. It's yeah. It's not. It's full. It's full lacking self. magic. I hate to say it, it but is, it lacks some of the magic. It's not lacking construction walls, right? Or anything like that. Which is it was more jarring than I thought it was going to be when we went last. Like yeah. I knew about the construction, but after seeing it, I'm like, eh. Right. I mean, I still loved it. I still yeah. love going to Epcot, but yeah. It ruins the, the immersion and it messes up navigation quite a bit. Um, but with that said, you know, we're going to kind of look at it as if that were not at stake. And, you know, th these these recommendations have nothing to do with Epcot's construction or anything like that. It's purely from a child's standpoint well, and a parent's standpoint – what is going to get you the most enjoyment for your family? Yeah. So let's start with our f fourth. Let's start with I our fourth. I want to say worst, but it's not all Disney parks are good. We love all of the Disney parks. Of course. And we think that your child will enjoy all of the parks. But yes. this is sort of like if you had to, had to skip one, just where do we rank it as far as enjoyment for a smaller younger child yeah and you bring up a good point we are for all four yes so if at if all you possible can swing it do all four and another thing that people always bring up is hey it's only in our budget to do two if it's a budgeting issue my suggestion is always say if you can save up the money to do all four save up the money to do at least a moderate resort Stay on property. You're just going to get a better experience. Oh, and save up for the souvenirs that your kids are inevitably going to ask for. Save up for the snacks and the deluxe, you know, 
dining experience. You don't have to eat out all the time. We have several episodes talking about penny pinching. Um, but especially if it's that once in a lifetime trip, I, I say don't skimp. Some people are dead set on going at a specific time. Hey, we got to go by 2022. But if they're like, hey, we're thinking about summer of 2022, but we can only do two. I say, can you go summer of 2023 and hit all four? Right. Well, and because when you go more consecutive days, you're saving so much money as well if you're staying at a resort. Yes. Yeah. We just added a day. I kid you not. We added a day to our upcoming trip for $40 total. We're a family of three. Is that including the resort? No. Tickets. Sorry. But yes, good good clarifier there. Yeah, I didn't think Ticket, so. Tickets only, but still. Yeah. Total. dollars for a family of three to add a day to your Disney vacation. Right. So they really so, do want you to stay mm-hmm. as much as possible. And it it's, yeah, it, it just works out in your favor if you do that. But obviously not everybody can do that. But I think most people, if you saved for a whole nother year, you absolutely could. Right. And furthermore, if you save, if you wait a year, more stuff is going to be open. Right? You go now, you're not going to get Tron. You're not going to get Guardians um, of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Those are going to be amazing attractions when they open. And you're going to be able to experience them. And then some of these hot ticket items are going to have – they'll still be popular, but the lines won't be as intense. We're really off topic at this point. We're going to talk about our uh, number four. So this is our least most least recommended park for small children, school-age children. And – we both decided on Animal Kingdom. Yeah, which might be surprising to some people because they're like, oh, it's so kid-friendly. It's There's animals. It's kind of like a zoo. But there's many things that aren't actually accessible to the the younger child. Yeah. Like and preschool, we, we felt like... four or five-year-old. We have a taller kid, too, so... Yeah, we felt like our favorite attractions from Animal Kingdom just have the height requirements. So you've got Expedition Everest, need to be 44 inches. You've got Flight of Passage at 44 inches. You've got Cali River Rapids. I forget what that height is for that. Um, And then you have Dinosaur, which is only 40 inches. But I would not take a small child on Dinosaur. It's it's dark. It's got big, scary dinos in your face. It's it's jarring. Like you're bouncing all over the place. Like, I don't think we didn't take Cedric on it. When he, when he was four. four. And I'm glad we didn't because he would have hated it. I don't even know if we'll take it on him when he's six. Yeah, he, I don't know if he'll like it, he but we'll like take him, him on it. Yeah, that's true. We'll take him on it. But he's <laughs> not going to like it. I don't think. I don't think. He'll we'll be see. But um, yeah. So, okay. So, but let's talk about what is good about Animal Kingdom. So, you do get the Festival of the Lion King show. Indeed. Um, you do get um, really the shows, yeah. right? But so you've got like the um, Finding the, Nemo the musical, which isn't currently running, but oh, assuming well, it comes it back at some point. What it is? That's a really nice um, air-conditioned nap spot for your small child. We have found out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you've they'll just got, pass out during it. You've got your bird shows. There's the two different bird things. Um, some but, dance parties hmm? when characters are around. You do have the. Uh, I forget what the official name for it is, but there's the dance parties. There's like different yeah. drum shows and stuff like You've that. You've got Chippendale and dinosaur outfits. That's true. But but here's the other thing: we were talking about character meet and greets, and you know, right now they are not, they don't exist the way you would expect them to exist. And frankly, most character meet and greets that they used to have aren't there at all. So you get these little like pontoon boats. <laughs> that take the characters by. So that's kind of cool. But like when, even when they did have character meet and greets, yeah, Chip and Dale and their dinosaur costumes are super cute. 
But then you get like the DuckTales characters, which younger kids probably aren't really going to know them that much. It's Scrooge and um, Launchpad. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. And then other like the Dance Party characters were random. You don't know who you're going to get. You've got another show in A Bug's Life, which <laughs> can also be terrifying for a small child. Um, right. You know, spoiler alert, spiders come down from the ceiling, bugs, bugs, air quotes, crawl underneath mm, the seats. I'm uh, you've got the grasshopper, who's right. kind of scary. Really scary. So Hop- it's, yeah, it's Hopper. a kid's show. Thank you, Hopper. <laughs> it's a kid's show, but it's not super kid friendly for for the, um, some word I'm looking for, the, the child that scares easily. Yeah. You know, and our kid doesn't, and he's still with the spiders, I had to say. Hey, are these are these real bugs that are gonna be in here? No. All right, they're just pretend. So sort of like we could be cool here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not the most accessible, I think, to a to a sensitive, like highly sensitive kid that has, you know, a lot of sensory input. Yeah. Um, I think it's I don't know. Yeah. I agree. There is, but there is some good like um trails to walk and stuff. So with like little Little Littles, it's nice. You know, like you have the Gorilla Falls or mm-hmm. um, and some other Maharaja. trails. Yeah, that's a jungle track. Yeah. So, so there's some good. And I Kilimanjaro mean, Safaris. I think like you'll still have an like enjoyable that. time with a, a baby preschooler, young child. But we just think that the park itself, as far as attractions, mm-hmm. characters, is not as accessible as you might think. Right. Now, it does have a playground. It's got the Boneyard. No. I mean, it does, but the problem is, again, like if we're talking toddlers, preschoolers, that's a playground they get stuck in and then parent has to go or stuck send or yeah, older yeah, yeah, sibling yeah. in to go retrieve the crying yeah. child that can't find Which, its way Which, to out. be fair, I'd say that any Disney playground that's like heavily themed and not just like a couple of swings and a bouncy horses or whatever... Your kid can either you can lose sight of them or they get stuck and you're sending the sibling in to go get it right. Um, but yeah, Epcot has a similar situation, which I'm yeah. sure you had to go. Yeah, and get the boneyard and the boneyard is a super super cool playground. So Animal Kingdom does have that. I think this also brings up our caveat though, because we're going to rank Hollywood Studios as our number three, but we both said that the exception for this would be if you do have like toddlers very very small children we actually would rank animal kingdom above hollywood studios because hollywood studios has so many rides and a lot of rides that they can't do especially because of height requirements whereas animal kingdom fewer of that and the walking trails and you can kind of walk around you can go see some shows they could take a nap mm-hmm. um yeah we just felt like for the very small children animal kingdom edges out hollywood studios yeah that being said, Hollywood Studios, we think, is a much better park for school-age kids than Animal Kingdom. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about it. So Hollywood Studios, what makes it accessible to children or fun for, again, a school-age child, preschool to preschool and up? Yeah, let's just start with the obvious. So you got the IPs, right? You've got Toy Story. Yeah, Toy Story Land. Like, and Star Wars. Like, yeah, it's, you know, kids love those. Right. And That's like prime age for such things. Yeah. It's many kids' favorite at that. I mean, I know a lot of our child and 
his friends, like it was Toy Story. They've had a Toy Story phase. They've had a Star Wars phase, like yep. without fail. Without fail. So that right there, I think, is is a huge selling point. You also get the Disney Junior characters. Mm-hmm. You've got the Little Mermaid show, which um, I don't think is running right now, but Mickey and Minnie can't go wrong with, with yeah. So then you've got the actual just like rides that right. regardless of the theme are going to be super fun for kids. You've got Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Which any, I mean, you can bring a baby on that. Right. So anyone's yeah. going to be able to ride that. It does kind of like, it. you know, move all over the Hold place. Hold on to your but baby. It's, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Hold them tight. But no, they're not going anywhere. Um, you have, oh shoot, what am I blanking on? Toy Story Midway Mania. Mm-hmm. So, which we brought a toddler. Eight, 18 months on old. On that. Yeah. Couldn't really, you couldn't play the game. You couldn't play, but would refuse to even put on 3D glasses. Oh, but right. yeah, it's super fun. Kids of most ages would enjoy that. I would mm-hmm. say even teenagers are going to enjoy that oh, one. Oh, yeah. Um, you've got Star Tours, which I know. Not my favorite, but many kids really like that yeah. one. I mean, it is, it's just now compared to Smuggler's Run. Right. But I think I think kids still really find that ride enjoyable. Oh, yeah. And what is the Star Tours forty inches? Yeah, so, so that's pretty. That's relatively short. Yeah, but I think I mean they they like having the uh, and Smuggler, Smuggler's Run is even shorter than that, right? Smuggler's yeah. Run I think is thirty eight inches, which makes sense. It's less. It is less rough. intense. Yeah, but you have to push buttons. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> but yeah, more interactive and you get to rock through the Millennium Falcon. So yeah, that being said, even if they don't let, I feel like I've said that being said several times. So that's just my like phrase of the show today. But um, that being said, um, <laughs> whether they like Star Wars or not, I think they're going to find the Star, Star Tours and Smugglers Run fun. Rise of the Resistance... It's super cool. I do think you need to like Star Wars a little bit to truly appreciate that ride. Yeah. And it, it's a 40-incher. It's a 40-incher. Well. And there are parts that could be a little scary. Yeah, pretty intense, I yeah. think. So it's, well. There's a minor drop. There's dark villains. There's dark places. Like you, There's a part where if you're claustrophobic, it could be a little bit intense. Mm-hmm. Um, you're seeing, like laser Blasters, you're <laughs> shooting underneath. But, but. Gosh, like our six-year-old's going to love it, seven-year-old, eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds. Like they are just, especially if they like Star Wars, are going to completely geek out on that ride. For sure. Um, Tower of Terror is one that is hit or miss with kids. A lot, I mean, hit or miss with some adults because there's some adults like, I, you cannot get me on oh, Tower yeah. of Terror. But there's some kids that, that's a 40-inch ride as well. So our kid wrote it when he was four. Loved it. And he loved it, and he's a weird person. Um, <laughs> he's not a typical four-year-old. Yeah, in that we mean regard, weird is not like he's a weirdo, but I mean, he's he is a weirdo. atypical. Yeah, like I just took him to our local theme park, and we were riding the biggest rides that he could ride. Yeah, so he likes thrills for whatever reason, but so maybe some would say that Tower of Terror way too intense for a young child. Similar to it Dinosaur, the totally, height requirement yeah. does not fit the. Um, intensity, intensity of the ride, right? Yep. And even just theming, like some kids would be really afraid of that because it's it's dark and you know, yeah, yeah. spooky. So yeah, well, similar to theming of like dinosaurs with giant teeth. Yeah, for sure. So I agree with you on that. So yeah, Hollywood Studios has this thrill category as well, where you've got certainly Tower of Terror. Um, normally, 
as a roller coaster enthusiast, I would not rank Slinky Dog as like a thrill ride. But by Disney standards, I think you would consider it a thrill ride. There is a launch. There is a launch. And kids who are intimidated by coasters are going to be intimidated by Slinky Dog. Yeah. I think they'll like it once they're on it. Right. It's my – I think it's the best kid coaster I've been on. It's a very fun coaster. Super fun. Uh, but, but it's, it's more in that, that high thrill category. Uh, you yeah. have Rock and Roller Coaster, which is the highest height requirement at Disney at 48 inches. That is has a launch and goes upside down. So not great for the age we're talking about, really, because most will be too short for that. I'd say, it. you know, at 48 inches, eight, nine years old, like, they'd probably enjoy it. Yeah. You know? Um, certainly middle schoolers. We have a neighbor who's a middle schooler and this is his favorite park. And it's mostly because of the Star Wars stuff. Mm-hmm. Not the, he's not a big thrill ride guy. So it's the Star Wars stuff. But um, yeah. What, did, and then did we, we talked about, anything? well, we talked about earlier when there are characters, you do have the Incredibles as well. True. Mike and Solly. Um, yeah. So there's some more Pixar, so that's going to be more familiar mm-hmm. to them than maybe... Toy Story characters, Star Wars yes, characters. Then maybe, let's say, Miko from Pocahontas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally... And as much as I love Up and you've got Russell and Doug, Hollywood Studios character interactions, when they exist, blow Animal Kingdom out of the water. They'll at least be probably more familiar. I mean, like a very young child, they're just happy to see characters. True. So... I mean, Hollywood Studios, Animal Kingdom, kind of neck and neck, but we do think that Hollywood Studios edges out a little bit. I think for you, this was a tougher call. For me, it was a no-brainer. Oh, okay. I definitely vote Hollywood Studios as a better kid park. Yeah. I guess I I think Animal Kingdom is better, like, walkability- as far as ambiance goes, like when if you're pushing around a stroller with a two year old, although they do say Animal Kingdom is the hottest park, but I don't really. In feel your that experience, way. you've always felt that it's Hollywood Studios, and there are people online that agree with yeah, you. Yeah, I think it is just concrete hotness. Concrete with not a lot of shade. Whereas also, Animal Kingdom does have more trees and stuff. Yeah, and we were. I mean, last time we were there was a like very temperate day, and there was a monsoon. Not a monsoon. But constant rainfall, yeah. So, um, but I just think, as far as like ambiance, just if you're just walking around to enjoy the sights, I think Animal Kingdom would be a more pleasant. You're totally right about regarding that. that. So, our neighbor's other kid is in high school, and the Animal Kingdom is her favorite park because of the animals, right? So, you do have to know your kid ultimately. Like, is your kid gonna want to do a bunch of like Star Wars stuff? Oh, I wish they still had the jedi temple oh so good because that i mean right that would just that would solidify hollywood <laughs> studios as a three potentially put it i think up against epcot a little bit but um we actually think epcot is above both of those we do kind of by a lot in the number two slot number two spot and obviously our number one's magic kingdom i know we're probably right. having to spend that much time talking about it because it's obvious why it's a kid-friendly right. park but a lot of people miss why Epcot is yeah, a very great say, park for kids. Why, like, thinking about skipping Epcot, and just people just saying just skip Epcot, but we don't agree. Yeah, and neither does our kid. No, this is his. This is his number one. Funnily yeah. enough, his reason for it being number one was the <laughs> watermelon soda at Club Cool. <laughs> Club Cool, opening soon. <laughs> right. 
He's like, um, it's Epcot because it has the water. It has they the better melon have soda. that melon soda when I know. Club cool back be up. Or it'll be. <laughs> I'd be like, what? Devastating. Um, but but funnily enough, he when he talked about Magic Kingdom being his second favorite park, he would start saying things, and we're like, oh no, that's Epcot. Yeah. Like he brought up the um scavenger hunt. We did the um flower garden scavenger hunt with Spike the Bee. Yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah, Magic Kingdom, I really like it because of the spike. Remember when we found that bee everywhere? Like, that was yeah, Epcot. Yeah, that was Epcot. So, okay. So, that's one of the things that we really like about Epcot is that, okay, there's not always going to be a festival. But when there is, there's usually a scavenger hunt. And, yes, it costs money. But we think it's totally worth it. It's a lot of fun. You, It gives you something to do while you're going around the world, which I don't need. But a kid does I mm-hmm. think, for a little bit at least um, our, like i mean our kid is the type that like he likes a mission you know a purpose and i think a lot of kids are like that like yeah. okay why am i here what's my purpose okay so you so you've got so you've got that right and there's a reward at the end so even though it costs money you get something out of it there is the um kid cot stations so another thing that you're doing around the world and you hit they get a little passport Another thing you can buy, and you can buy them like this little passport, and they take it around. And they get it stamped in, in each of the different countries. But even if you don't want to do that, there's something to do at each of the countries at their Kidcot station. Yeah. Do you have to buy it? The the thing Maybe that they stamp. Th- okay. Yeah, that's different from what we had. We had just like a little. We had like a little like Ziploc baggy like yeah. suitcase. Yeah. Thing, and you put all the postcards in it. Yeah, so you get a postcard a little, little each station. There's yeah, and like do. he, I mean, he was again. He was only four at the time that we went, and he lo- like he's not even a big colorer, but he just liked seeing the different things you would get at the different places and coloring it in and talking to the um, the cast member there, the representative and, from the yeah. country. Yeah. So if your kid is a collector, even in the slightest, do that. They're gonna love it. Mm-hmm. I think most ages, you know, up to like at least ten, they're gonna be super into it. Um, and in addition to that, there's another type of scavenger hunt, which is currently not active, but you had the Agent P's World Showcase Adventure, whatever it was called. Rumors are that DuckTales is going to replace it. We've mentioned that on our show. I desperately want it to happen. Who knows? Um, but that was another thing that when it was – that now this one you do have to use like a phone – so you would have to give up your device for them to be able to do it. But it's, an, extra it's another thing. It's very interactive and they can go around the world and find clues as to where Agent P is. Yeah. So, so lots of little like scavenger hunt things. And personally, I think that, you know, if you just said, hey, World Showcase, you go around from country to country. You might get a little snack here, get a little drink there. You explore a little bit. People are like, it's a glorified shopping mall or whatever. I found, and maybe it's just because it's my kid and I loved Epcot as a kid as well, specifically the World Showcase, I think that they kind of get excited about that. We're going to go to this other new country. Oh, what's there? What snack are we going to get at this pavilion? Yeah, I mean, I don't you know. know? And maybe our perf- family, we're highly motivated by snacks. <laughs> That's true. Ice. But a lot of people are. Um, yeah, and, so it's and like, we're going to get French ice cream. Oh, we're going to get Japan shaved ice. Oh, like. Yeah. It's exciting. Know. I'm excited. And before COVID, there were performers all right. the time. In mm-hmm. the different, and you would stop and you would watch the drums. You would watch the acrobatics. You would, you know, it's like. The Coco Show. Yeah. Mariachi Cobra. Lots um, of great stuff. But I think also. Voices of Liberty. Yeah. Like we, 
there are really good pavilions that are just good for kind of walking around and exploring. Like, for example, the gardens in England. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, he made friends and they were kind of like playing a little game of tag in the gardens while we kind of chilled out. And chilled out and drank our beer. Beer listening to... uh. Not Voices of Liberty, the other one. <laughs> Voices of Liberty in the UK. <laughs> yeah, that would make sense. No, it was um, the um, you know, British Revolution. Yes. Um, that and then I always, you know, I always toot Canada's horn because it's underrated, but it's so much fun to explore and go down the waterfalls and like I don't know, they're like a lot of the pavilions are like their own yeah, little Jap mini Japan mini has adventure. the koi ponds and mom, dad, you can grab a drink. Post up, watch your kid, let them explore a little bit. Obviously, keep an eye on them, but it's Disney. You know, it's going to be safe. Don't let them run amok. Right. Make sure you you have control of your kid, but let let them explore that pavilion and just watch them. And it's yeah, really cool. I mean, it's like, you know, we take our kids to things like the zoo and parks, and it's not that they should be like climbing the walls and stuff, but there are some interactive things that they can do and. Let it's them, nice let for them you explore to explore and discover, and yeah. I think you'll be you you will delight in that. So I don't know. Again, we might just be speaking from our own experience. <laughs> Some of the listeners are probably like, uh, "No, my kid is absolutely insane, <sighs> and they're gonna stay by my hip the whole time." And we get that as well. <laughs> yeah, but I'm trying to think. There was I remember we were in Norway, and Cedric got really, really mad. Do you remember? Yeah, like, it was in a gift shop. Him... There was a mirror. And we wouldn't let him, like, play on the mirror, like, the three-way mirror that yeah. you can, like, step on or, you know what I'm know. saying? Well, he saw another kid doing it, and then we were like, no, we're not going to do that. He and lost his it mind. a meltdown. Yeah. Hey, look, here's the thing. Meltdowns are going to happen. <laughs> they are going to happen. It's unavoidable. Our kid is very rarely melts down about anything. Um, now, if he draws blood, it, yes, it's a guarantee complete meltdown yeah <laughs> it's the sight of blood um but as far as like little things or like being cranky and stuff like that but keep in mind it's very hot year rounds there um you're running your kid wild like from attraction to attraction to attraction there's bound to be moments where they just kind of lose it a little bit and so it happens so don't stress it so just eat your snack and drink your drink at epcot yeah and everyone will be happy eventually exactly Oh, you're always eventually happy. And and when there are character meet and greets, once again, Epcot is amazing. Yeah. You've got I mean, there are a lot of princesses. You got the princesses in the world showcase. Mm -hmm. You've got um Donald Duck in mm -hmm. Mexico. You've got um the random characters at the character spot. Right. Like usually Mickey and somebody else, Mickey, Goofy, Pluto. You have um Baymax. Oh, right. You've got Joy well, no. and Sadness. Isn't Baymax gone? They're all gone. They're all gone <laughs> no, right I now. I mean like Baymax. I'm they, talking like, like a, the bygone era of character meet and greets. I We have no idea if they're returning, when they're returning, or what characters will return if slash when they return. I'm just saying that historically speaking, you had great character interactions at Epcot. Now you just see them running around in a garden, but frolicking and then you get the cavalcade which i guess the princess cavalcade at epcot is not happening anymore either so um what else about epcot because i feel like there's much much more that we wanted to say about why you should take your kid to epcot club cool and opens <laughs> right big club hit. cool apparently big hit. is a big deal i mean soar and test track oh the rides mission yeah. space they're like, only 40 like inches i'm thinking of something 
Yeah. All the attractions. They have 40 inches. They're all tame enough. Um, yeah. I mean, Test Track has a little bit of intensity when you go outside and you speed up. Soren's got a little bit of intensity when things are kind of coming at your face when you're transitioning between scenes scenes of the world. Um, Spaceship Earth, zero intensity. And then you've got Mission Space, which a lot of people knock. And I would not take your kid on Mission Space um, Orange, which is the intense one to simulate zero G and stuff like that. But Mission Space Green was a huge hit with our kid. Yeah. So if you have a flight aviation space lover, Epcot is your is your place. Yeah. Of course, you have a figment. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which they do have that interactive area. Which in non-COVID times would be yeah. It was like right now it's, nice it's nothing. Um, you have but... the seas with Nemo and friends, which is both an attraction, mm-hmm. and you have the turtle talk aquarium. You got turtle talk with Crush. Yeah, Epcot's loaded, man. Epcot People don't realize you don't even know. <laughs> yeah, uh, hopefully we get that play pavilion, some more interactive stuff yeah. there. Because I that, like from my childhood, I think that's the one thing that is currently missing from Epcot. You had the Life Pavilion where you had Body Wars and all these like interactive things. Uh, you had shows with Kitchen Cabaret and Captain EO. And there's just not as much of that anymore. Oh, we've got about Frozen Ever After. Right. Uh, yeah, I was going to mention that. Yeah. And Grand Fiesta Tour. Yeah. So, I mean, so in Living with the Land. Yeah. So, yeah, you have Which your- Which Living with the Land, admittedly, is probably the least kid-friendly ride. I guess, but- Just because it's- <laughs> I mean, there's. I not, love it, but it's kind of boring. It's not I don't the most think our exciting. kid loved it. Yeah. No, I don't think so. That's the same thing with Spaceship Earth, but Spaceship Earth has a little bit of like intrigue to it because right. you're going up Ooh. and there's a lot of animatronics and, and you go backwards and... going down. Yeah. So, but all of this to say, and you're in the freaking, you're in Epcot. No, I'm just kidding. You're in the ball. <laughs> you're in Spaceship Earth. All of this to say, we think Epcot is a phenomenal park and we think it's great for kids and i think it's only going to get better for kids when you've got the journey of water with moana theming Mm -hmm. um like i mentioned before the play pavilion remy's ratatouille adventure opening up here very shortly which i don't Um, know if there'll be a height limit on that i'm guessing not i don't know i guess i don't know for sure i mean it's the same ride technology as mickey minnie's right which i don't know for sure if there's a height requirement on that one but i don't think so yeah, good question. We'll have to look. We'll have to look it up. We need a fact checker. Yeah. Someone get on that. <laughs> cool. Don't skip Epcot. Do Epcot. Epcot's the best. Do Epcot over okay, the other not ones. The best, but... Especially when it's not under construction here. In yeah. Three years. <laughs> yeah. So do Epcot in three years. Just kidding. We think it's great anytime. And we've enjoyed it every time we've gone, even with our little guy. True, true. So it goes without saying that our number one is Magic Kingdom. Right. Cannot think of a more kid-friendly park, really worldwide. Yeah. To take, and this is why people go to Walt Disney World. We all know that. So I don't want to spend too much time talking about why Magic Kingdom is so great for kids, but um, of the thrill rides, the height requirement is pretty low. Like Splash Mountain is forty, Big Thunder is forty, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is thirty-eight. Um, now Space Mountain is the highest there at forty-four, but I think rightfully so because. It's dark. You sit single file. Mm-hmm. It's fairly intense. So it makes sense that I would not want to just take a five-year-old on that ride, you know? Yeah. It's of the more intense rides. It is. Splash Mountain, definitely kind of intense. But if you can get them past just the idea that you do drop 
down yeah, the waterfall. Yeah, just don't show them the drop. The problem is you walk past it no matter what. Yeah. You'd be like, hey, look if over there. If you could somehow you'd distract them and be like, hey, yeah. Big Thunder Mountain, that's a really cool roller coaster, isn't it? Move along, kids. Move yeah. along. Go Let under this Go under this train station here. And now we're in the queue for Splash Mountain. What do you know? Why do they call it a mountain? How tall is this? But I think even once they do it, they won't be too terrified it's not of even, it. Yeah. Because it's not, once you feel it, it doesn't feel like it's that big no, of a drop. It's pretty small. But it, lo- it looks intense. Yeah. Into the briar patch. Obviously, when there's meet and greets, you got all the meet and greets, you know, and even in COVID times, you can do some of the meet and greet stuff. It's got good character dining in the park, which so does Epcot, and so does Hollywood Studios, and so does Animal Kingdom. They all do. Yeah. But back in the day, you had Cinderella's Royal Table with all the princesses, you had the Winnie the Pooh at Crystal Palace. Um, we love Be Our Guest, even though the, char- the only character is Beast at dinner time. Mm-hmm. But lots of stuff. I mean, your kids I can mean, ride everything. Small World and yeah. the teacups. That's the thing. It's like the kids can almost ride. There's so many rides that they can ride. That's like we would. It's yeah. Peter almost Pan's everything. Flight. Yeah. And even the more adult stuff, Pirates of the Caribbean, Jungle Cruise, they're, they're going to yeah, enjoy those. Bring them along. Um, there's Casey Jr. splash pads so they can go, you know, bring some, bring some swimwear and let them splash around. I mean, there's a little splash area at, um, Adventureland, the Tiki. Then you've got shows, Country Bear Jamboree, Tiki Room. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like it's pointless to even go through like ugh, all the things. I'm just geeking out now about how sweet child. Magic Kingdom is for kids. Yeah. You, you all know. I called. mean, it's just like, yeah. please stop. I could go. Well, on. I mean, it's just, duh. It's everything. They could do everything. They can do the shows. They can do the rides. They can well, here's do some, almost Here's something everything. people might not know. Magic Kingdom, because it is, because kids can literally do everything there, um, it's really tough to do in a single day. And True. so if you've got that extended stay and you're – especially if you've got a park hopper and you're trying to think, use some of that extra time at Magic Kingdom. You know, if you're going to leave Animal Kingdom early, especially when it closes early, hop over to Magic Kingdom because you're you're just not going to get through everything in a single day. So, I'm going to throw a wrench in our plan. I'm going to give you an unexpected question, maybe. Let's say... I love thinking <laughs> off the... Top of your head? <laughs> Balls of your feet? Um, I don't know. On your toes? Anyways. Mm-hmm, that's it. Shooting from the hip. Let's go. So let's say someone has four days uh-huh. to go to Disney. Do yeah. they spend one day in each park? Or, you know, the, we have littles. We want to do two days at Magic Kingdom. So do they skip an Animal Kingdom or Hollywood Studios day to do two Magic Kingdom days? I mean, of course, it depends on the family and the kid. Okay. So, so- my travel agent advice is... If you can afford the park hopper in that situation, do the park hopper. Because with littles like that, you're not going to spend a whole day at Hollywood Studios. You're not going to spend a whole day at Animal Kingdom. I don't even know if you'd spend a whole day at Epcot. So ideally, you would hop to to Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. If that's not an option, um, yeah, I potentially would do two days at Magic Kingdom and cut somewhere else. For sure. You're just going to get more. I think you're going to get more out of an extra day at Magic Kingdom than you would Animal Kingdom. Now, is this a, I don't want to say once in a lifetime, but is this a trip where it's just like you might not take another one for like four or five years plus Mm -hmm. years? uh, And you, especially as an adult, 
also want to get the full Disney experience, then do all four parks. Yeah. But if it's really just about the kids and about their them doing everything that they can possibly do, then yes, I would do the two days at Magic Kingdom. It's a good question. I feel like I It's tough I to make these some of like these decisions on, sometimes, yeah. On the Facebook groups. Yeah. Parents wanting to know how to get the best out of their vacation with little ones. I just hate saying this because Disney is so expensive already, but I really do, going back to what I said at the beginning of the episode, I really do feel strongly in go more days. It gets cheaper the longer mm-hmm. you stay. And gosh, I mean, you just, if this is your once in a lifetime vacation, you do not want to be running around. Right. Dawn to dusk, day after day, to squeeze every last second out of your Disney trip. You want to take time, slow down, enjoy the magic as much as you can. This is what I loved about our last trip so much is we ended up, we actually did three days at Magic Kingdom. It was two and a half on our departure day. Mm -hmm. We flew out and it was a similar situation. We had a late flight. They got delayed even later. I think we flew out at like midnight. Would have would have been nice to know that before yeah. we got to the airport. Yeah. That was my big complaint. I was like, I don't care that the flight's delayed, but like, we could have stayed longer at Magic. You didn't Kingdom. let us know till like nine o'clock at night. So, anywho, yeah, <laughs> uh, but we did two, two days at Magic Kingdom, and then on our flight day, we spent the morning at Magic Kingdom, and mm-hmm. I felt like I didn't feel rushed at Magic Kingdom. I felt like we got to do everything that we wanted yeah. to do, and then some, and uh, that's just better. So. Save and make sure you get the most out of your Disney vacation. I would hate for people to go and just be like, yeah, it was fun, but oh man, it was just it was fun, but we're too exhausted. Much. We're exhausted all the time. My kid had to meltdown every single day. Yeah, because you're pushing. Didn't take too naps. Hard. Yeah. Go back to the pool, enjoy your resort. Yeah. There's just, it, I'd say it costs too much money to not do that. I think you're right about so, that. So hopefully. Um, if you're listening to this and you're not already a Disney expert, you got something out of it. And this is going to be one of those episodes that when this question comes up on these Facebook groups, I'm going to link people to that. Yeah, this is the, <laughs> this is just a type of episode that, um, longtime listeners of the show who have visited the parks frequently are probably like just nodding your head the whole time, but share this with your friends, share this with people who maybe haven't gone or, um, Maybe they're about to take their second trip and their kids are now 8 and 10 and they're just wondering, hey, what are my kids going to enjoy? Point them to this. Have them listen to it. This is the type of stuff I would have loved to listen to um, before we started podcasting when we were trying to figure out how do we spend our days at Disney. Mm-hmm. So we hope you found this valuable. Whether you're listening to this the week that it airs or a year down the road, reach out to us. Let you know, let us know your thoughts. You can find us um, all over social media, but mostly at our website, partofourworld.net. Thanks for listening. And thanks for being a part of our world. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week and being a part of our world. Please reach out to us on social media. We can be found at Part of Our World Podcast on Instagram or Facebook and on Twitter at P-O-O-W Podcast. You could also shoot us an email, partofourworldpodcast at gmail.com or call into our voicemail, 614-392-8147. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, have a magical day. <laughs> Are you ready? Up to Neverland!
Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.